In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, and I'm reading from our collect today, whose Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth. When preparing sermons, I usually begin with this exercise of reading the collect for the given Sunday and then often using that collect as the interpretive lens for that day's lectionary. And this is one Sunday that that exercise proved very fruitful. The collect begins with the epiphany theme. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, centering on the theme of revelation. But then it goes on to that to ask that as God's people, we might find Jesus in his word and sacraments and that we might experience Jesus as the light of the world and reflect his glory so that he may be known to the ends of the earth. As such, there's a strong connection between our receiving that revelation of Jesus's light and his call to be his servants and how through that knowledge of him, we might be able to reflect and make known his glory. A tall order for the beginning of a new year when we find ourselves still mired in COVID quarantines, as well as facing so many unknowns as to our community life and the ability for all of us to continue to walk together. But in the lectionary passages, especially in the stories in the Old Testament and Gospel, I found the hope and comfort in that what we pray for, Jesus truly wants to give us. Because both in the story of Samuel and Nathaniel, I am drawn to experience the power of letting God find us and to respond by listening and being comforted and empowered by his presence. First, this lovely story of the calling of Samuel, which is it is well known, but hopefully I can add some commentary that might help you see it in a new light. It is a story of revelation, calling, listening, and truth-telling. It is a story of a promised new beginning made possible by the divine call. But first note the bleakness of the opening. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. It was a world where those in the highest places of power were corrupt and self-seeking. It is the world that often many of us today experience. So it is with irony that a young boy is called by God to be the needed catalyst for change. But notice how at first Samuel did not recognize God's voice until Eli helps him to recognize it was indeed God speaking to him and so it is that we often need each other's help in hearing God's voice. It is no accident that at All Souls we call spiritual formation community formation. So God was calling Samuel by name, and through Eli's help, he recognized that this indeed was the Lord speaking to him. I am reminded of Jesus in the garden the morning of his resurrection when he simply called out, Mary, 
and she instantly recognized him as the Lord. In Jewish culture, your naming was, a, was significant, and often your name revealed something of one's character. Think of the power we witness in the Gospels and Acts when Jesus calls individuals by their name and then changes it. Simon, who would become Peter. Saul, who would become Paul. For Samuel, there was a note of disbelief that Yahweh, the creator of the universe, could be calling him by name. And so Eli guided his young disciple to take this stance of openness and obedience and to say to the Lord, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And what Samuel heard was a special promise to him. Samuel, that he was going to do a new thing through Samuel and that it would make the ears of anyone who heard it tingle. And yet there was hard news, too, that judgment was soon to become upon the household of his beloved priest, Eli. And so Samuel was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had disclosed to him, but truth-telling was what God asked of Samuel. And notice that Eli also urged Samuel to deliver God's message because Eli's ears were also open to listen. So the call by a God who knew his name was not to be easy for Samuel. And since we know the story of Samuel, we know his truth-telling would be needed in many difficult situations. So what this passage can maybe teach us is to listen for that tingle of hope, but not to hesitate to heed the call that gives us hope, even though it often finds us in the hard realities that call for truth-telling. In our gospel text, we have a very similar story. Nathaniel's heart is truly tingled when he heard the call of Christ, and he realized that this Nazarene knew him, even where to find him. Once again, we have a reluctant listener. Not much is said about why Philip, in hearing Jesus' call, decided not only to simply obey and follow this Galilean, but also to go and find his friend Nathanael and declare to him he had found the Messiah. Even though Nathanael scoffs, Philip urges him to just come and see. And remarkably, despite his initial resistance, Nathanael, after hearing the Lord speak, makes an even greater claim. Rabbi, you are the son of God. Notice that in this passage, Jesus is not doing any apparent wonder-working miracles to the crowd of those around him or offering even any declarations of the kingdom of God to excite them. Instead, the passage repeats the word found three times. Jesus finds Philip. Philip finds Nathanael. And just as in the passage just before this one, Andrew finds Peter, and Peter declares, we have found the Messiah. One after another in this beginning chapter of John, a disciple is found by Jesus, and they in turn declare they have found the Messiah. The Greek word here translated as find denotes in other places in the Gospels the kind of finding that comes after a long seeking as in seek and you shall find.
But what have these disciples found that assures them that Jesus is indeed the Messiah? It would appear it is merely his presence and his apparent deep knowledge of their names, their desires, their character, and their souls. Merely encountering Jesus draws them to faith and obedience. One commentator says this, Jesus speaks, calls, and summons by his presence. And what they are called to, there is no mention of personal salvation or perdition in this story, is highly practical recognition of his existence and their commitment to it. What is still ahead, according to this concluding verse, the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, is simply the fulfillment of the confession already made and the task already accepted and undertaken. In this season of Epiphany, then, let us seek Jesus' presence and be found by him and heed the call of whatever it is he is asking us to do. And as our collect suggests, we find him and what he is calling us to do when we seek him, his presence, and the word of God. I will echo Father James' call in his sermon last week for all of us to deepen our engagement with scripture and to be shaped by the word of God. And I would also encourage you to practice Lectio Vena, to listen to God's voice and his call. And I have spoken many times in catechesis, and we have practiced some various receipt, um, uh, retreats over the years, Lectio Divina. But if you are new and you don't know what Lectio Divina is, please email me and I will send you some information about it. But in Lectio Divina, we listen to God's word, just as Samuel and Nathaniel were listening to what Jesus had to say. And we listen for the word that is calling us in this moment, in this time. I would encourage you this week to go back to the psalm we heard this morning and find God's voice and your own response within its words. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. I have looked upon you in your holy place that I might behold your power and glory. And find God in prayer. I would urge you to listen to the catechesis that was posted last, last week with uh, Matthew Milner and Father Andrew talking about prayer, talking about centering prayer, and where Matthew says jubilantly, I found God in prayer and he rescued me. I found God's presence in prayer. And find God this morning as you partake of his body in spirit and in person as we feed together on his presence in the Eucharist, a presence that also gently summons us to take Christ into our very beings. There are many resources that we have on our website, and I urge you to take a look at them. One of them is our daily liturgy with us prayer feed where we find ways to pray for each other. But recite the inventory of, those, of that weekly, daily epiphany prayer. 
As we look for your coming among us this day, open our eyes to behold your presence and strengthen our hands to do your will that the world may rejoice and give you praise. And let us come to know deeply within that God knows our names, wants to summon us into his presence, and will speak the truth we need in the coming days. Find hope in his presence and love. Amen.